Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J Okerson. And welcome to the Bonfire Podcast. You can hear our full show every day on SiriusXM. Go to SiriusXM.com bonfire for a special offer. And now, the Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. In-studio guest, how fun. Woo! How fun. Yeah, it's been a while. He's going to be at Levity Live in Nyack, New York, Thursday, September 16th through Saturday, September 18th. For tickets and all tour dates, of course, go to paulverzi.com. It is the hilarious Paul Verzi. What's up, guys? Back to the show. Uh, September 18th, I'm actually shooting my second special Woo! at Levity, too. Oh, fuck yeah. So, uh, Home game, I'll buddy. Be, I'll be running it Thursday and Friday, and then we're going to, then it's the show is, uh, we're doing two shows for the second special and, on the 18th. And Are you, you self-producing? No, it's going to go to a major streamer, but I can't, we can't, I'll tell you guys after. Hell yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You excited yeah. to do it at Levity? Because that's kind of like a home game where you're like well, comfortable you know, at that club. Well, I did, the, what I, what it was, I did the first one in Tarrytown. I did the first one in Westchester, and I wanted to go to Milwaukee, and okay. I wanted to go to Boston, and then with COVID and budgets and restrictions with certain places, it was sure. just like, I had the material for too long, and I was getting tired of it, and my manager's like, where are you comfortable? Where? And I was like, well, I mean, where, what has a big stage and feels like a theater? Which Levity like. And I was like, Levity Live does, and Rosie O'Donnell did an HBO there, and it looks, they dress it up, it looks really good. I didn't know that, I didn't know she did an HBO Yeah, two, uh, Gina Brion did one there, and Rosie O'Donnell did her HBO there like three years ago, and it looked it looked good, and I was like, you know what, I need a big stage, because yeah. you know, I'm Italian, and I just, I can't talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't stay in a box. Yeah, I can't, can't stay. Can't fight in a phone booth. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, uh, it's always. Me to go. How big do you stage to be, I go. Whatever the width of me is. Yeah, well, that's what I love. Stanhope Stan did uh, uh, one of his specials at Gotham, and it looked completely different. It yeah. was just like, you wouldn't have known it was Gotham Comedy Club. I think he yeah. dressed it up. I said, Ari did that with Cap City. Yeah, he, he made Cap it. City better where they just kept it. Yeah. Well, they just kept it, yeah. Yeah, they Ari kept filmed a special, and they were like, yeah, we're just going to keep this. This is way better. Because it used to be those metal bars and shit. Yeah. And then Ari came, and it was all wood paneling in the back, and it looked awesome. And then... You know, when I worked there the next time, it was still the wood paneling, and they're like, "Yeah, we liked it. We're not fucking just kept changing it." Yeah. This will be the last one I do in New York. I want to go somewhere else. Sure, but like with everything going on and how much time went by, makes I sense. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Nate did his outside in L.A. just because he had to. They were like, "You can do it outside. You know, we can film it right now. It's in L.A. You can get the crew, and then just just everybody and Matt do it where you can do it. 
That's what you got. Yeah, just get it out, and then you know when this madness is over. Is this ever gonna be? Is this ever gonna be over, dude? No, like, so much people, money. Like, in as it. somebody was just like, "Yeah, dude, I heard three months. It's gonna be real bad again." I'm like, "What?" Someone texted me something. Was well, the va- another new variant? Yeah, moo the moo variant. Oh, I heard gamda lambda. I heard oh, all, that, the, all the frats, of- all the frats and sororities <laughs> showing up. They're oh. la- lambda lambda and omega moo. Oh yeah, they, they, uh, it's I, like freak Nick down there. Yeah, dude, it's fucking <laughs> dude. It's rush week. It's, it's Rush week all the time. <laughs> they, um, I who are you rushing? Delta variant. I got a little. I got a theta variant. I had a text from somebody that I don't talk to a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that texted me something about wrestling because I was watching that pay per view on Sunday and yeah. I saw the text. Hulk Hogan. It was my. It was hey brother. What's up, brother? It's your, it's your friend Hulk Hogan. Oh Terry Bolia, <laughs> Terry Bolia. But he, um, whoever texted me, the text before that was. June of last year, and it's us talking about the pandemic, and it's like, yeah, this sucks success, and my last text to him was, <laughs> eh, dude, whatever, we'll be out of this thing by mid-2021, <laughs> and it's fucking, oh, dude, and I, I, was, po- I read that, and I was like, shit. Dude, I got podcasts that did not age well. Oh, so I funny. said, like, confidently, me and Tim Dillon did one, and confidently, I go, dude, 90 days, yeah. what's everybody, That's and like, so people funny. just reached out, go, Paul, this didn't age well, and I like, <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. Dude, I have, tape, <laughs> I have taped sets from me at Comedy Works in Denver, and like February of 2020 going like yeah this coronavirus it's like oh what are you gonna do you gonna shut down the world and then I'm like, <laughs> no yeah I bought into the gloom and doom of it immediately way earlier yeah. almost immediately I was like this is how we all go yeah Jay immediately was like the guy where you're like hey this is kind of crazy you gotta stay at home he's like this isn't good and see like, I jumped the gun on Ebola and was wrong, oh, no. so that made me back off. Yeah, you me, can't. Me and one kid got into it. He was, I go, dude, you don't know if somebody's got a bowl on subways and all of a sudden New York City, and he's like, you don't know what you're talking, and then like, it, I, I was wrong, mm-hmm. so I totally backed down. So then when Corona came, you're I like, was just I, like, this ain't shit, dude. That people are like, they're like, they're stacking bodies in trucks. You're like, and oh. I was, I was like, yeah. Oh. You, we do that with comics all the time. You'll see a guy at a club and be like, this guy's fucking great, and you're like, he's really not that funny, and five years later, he's like, household name, and you're like, all right, well, you know. I guess he had a thing people like. I, yeah, I guess he's, he's funny when you like, look at it like that. You know what's funny about comics, too, is like, you ever see a guy, and you're like, Man, I don't know if I fucking like that guy, and then the guy comes up to you, and he'll pat you in the back, and be like, dude, you're funny as shit, man. You're like, I like, yeah. this guy's a nice guy. Dude, it's this guy's a, a it's, fucking nice, you know what, this guy's misunderstood. I have, I, we all do it. My favorite person to watch do that's Nate Bargetzi. Look, can we Nate lower my mic a little bit? I feel like I'm hearing my breathing. <laughs> Uh, but Nate would uh, more than anyone I've watched Nate be like I don't like him dude he's kind of a jerk and then that guy would be like you are a once in a generation talent he's like good dude he knows also that guy who said that shit about me before I I like him I like him dude my favorite was I don't think it it well we've avoided meeting people for that reason yeah we've avoided Nick Cannon yep Corey Feldman I guess I guess we haven't avoided him as much as he's avoided us. By the way, yeah, Corey Feldman does not like us for the jokes we've made on this show, which is completely fair. understandable. It's fair. We've broken down Nick two Cannon. of his live musical performances. And oh, yeah, yeah. Nick Cannon Can't we've expect- taken to the house, so don't expect me or Dan wilding out anytime soon. But I will say this, <laughs> Nick Cannon, I kind of owe you an apology, because I watched that Marlon Wayans special. And Marlon Wayans makes Nick Cannon look light years ahead of him. Really? Yeah. Nick Cannon, I was like- I thought Nick Cannon was Dave Chappelle. Dude, I was really like, <laughs> damn, maybe Cannon is prior. 
after watching Marlon Wayans. I was like, oh, it's it was that bad. bad. It was bad. Oh, <laughs> I gotta watch it, dude. The fact that you have it upsets I'm me. I'm sorry. I called him at one in the morning to be like, dude, we gotta talk. I about had to this. finish the heroin triangle on intervention. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> it's just one of those ones where you're like, you know how many homemade pedophile stings there are, Dan? A lot. I gotta catch. Yeah, up he gets on. into crime stuff that's off the grid. You yeah. have friends like that that you call him and he's like, "Nah, dude, I'm watching this pedophile series, pedophile hunter series," and you're like, "All right." When a comic bombs like that or when it's bad, I have to like I can't sit in the car wreck that long. Like if I see a guy, I understand I, he if, is a coroner. Oh, you could he just can pull a, the body out of the fucking wreck <laughs> and not. And by the way, he's he'll a, wait he, and then go to the family and tell them he's dead. Yes, he's like, the corner in the movie. It. He's the corner in the movie that they always do with the sandwiches on the body, and he eats it like nothing bothers him. <laughs> oh, and uh, gone in sixty yeah. seconds. Yeah, it's just like you know what it is. Like, yeah, I'll whatever. tell you why. It's because I want to. I I like watching it and just seeing like if I could if you could pinpoint. All the mistakes someone's making, yeah, and where they could have pivoted or just done anything to save this, I'm just intrigued by that. So you're yeah. like the whole time I could watch it, and I go, to me, it's the the craziest. That's why that one that I loved from Who Got Jokes was my favorite of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from the get go, you go, he said something while they were still clapping. They didn't quite get the reference he made. Then the first, because of that, the first punchline he just had out of the gates just fell flat. He never Jay recovers. Is, and I'm like, and he's never going to recover. Jay is, and he never does. Jay is Howard Letterman for bombs on it, where you're like, we got to go to the cards. Jay, what do you got? He goes, I got this bomb going terrible for minute three. The guy never got control of the stage. I got There's the audience all the power. I got a 10 8 Howard Letterman, that yeah. was good. I tell you what. I tell you what, Dan. This was a bomb from the beginning. He, he did eight minutes on Audi belly buttons. Dude, a bomb from the beginning sucks always because... Because you could, they could never grab in feet. the first person when it's you that's happening to, you don't know why the reason is. You have to be a yeah. spectator to see that. So yeah, being a out. spectator, yeah. no, yeah. I'm saying as a spectator, you could see like he didn't know that. I'm like they didn't hear the first thing you said. Yeah. So when you said that punchline that doesn't make sense to them now, you read it as they are. You, you go. They don't like my sense of humor. Yeah. They don't like my. Like, they don't. Shit, they're not was, gonna like me. That was my opening like little yeah. thing I do, yeah. and like they don't like my sense of humor. How funny I would not be, get them? How funny would it be if you were bombing and like like in the UFC that just a guy runs up, stops and just, it, stop it, stop like, it. He grabs looking, both your hands. And you go. What? At, I was doing. No, a, I was. I was I, doing a thing about dating. I've had that. Uh, what, I've get had lit. It. No, not get lit. Where a guy removes me from the stage, like a uh, crazy Sam at. Uptown Comedy Club used yeah. to be called, or Uptown Comedy Store. It wasn't the main the one in one, Harlem, but not the one that like the Brown Zone. Oh, okay, like a, okay. It was like a different big show they used to do, like Uptown Comedy Store. They called it. I okay. Think. And I went on after black male strippers, and Crazy Sam is like a super like aggressive like ghetto host. You know what I mean? Everything's like mm-hmm. getting it all hyped up, and then brought me out there to eat shit. Oy. And I isn't when they play the music on me. As soon as I said the line, the guy goes. uh you know, he was someone was heckling, saying something shitty, and I did a line that's just from Black Comedy Circuit. I just saw this line said a lot, and it was a good escape, like to make yourself to hold some like chin up, and a, a situation's going bad. You go, well, I already got paid, so doesn't even fucking matter how good this goes. Quite honestly, which is a lie. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't get paid. Oh, I, in fact, man. I never got paid. Oh, that wow. was a don't ordeal. Oh boy, that was a don't ordeal where me and Kurt Metzger had to look at each other and go. I mean, I guess we're just eating this one, dude. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we're severely outnumbered. And it was a girl. It was a girl named Smiley refused to pay me and just sent dudes to come tell me. But uh, when I was, I go, well, I already got paid, so it doesn't really matter now, dude. Uh, if you guys love it or not, I already got paid. Which is like a little, like, fuck you to yeah, the crowd that yeah, sees yeah. them. And they go, uh, 
And the guy goes, yeah, now you got to make it to your car, motherfucker. Oh, and I yeah. went, and I was trying to almost jokingly be like, that's not a bad, and the guy just comes out, Crazy Sam, and he shakes my hand. He goes, don't worry about it, man, dude. Fucking shit happens, which I was like, all right, okay. And I, and I went backstage, and that's his first words. He goes, if that motherfucker gets paid, I'm whooping somebody's fucking ass. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and then you hear the crowd go nuts, and you're like, oh, Yes, the crowd oh, went nuts. Oh, so right at the moment where I'll be giving up, I'm like, I go, I already got paid. And he goes, yeah, now get to your car. And then music just starts playing. Oh, I was like, oh, you guys uh, just gave him the yeah, last that word. Was, that was, you, you caught I don't a, know if I would have had to come. I mean, I was already scurrying, you, so. You caught a knee. It like, wasn't going to get better. You caught a knee like Ben Askren. You were just like <laughs> out in the Jorge Masvidal just fucking slamming you. You were like, oh, oh dude, just getting fucking, just bombing like that where you come out and you're like. What do you guys even care about? And then, dude, I remember Levity Live yeah. opening for Bobby. I was featuring for Bobby, and I, did, I told you this. I did that joke about I have a drinking problem. Like, I drink the way a, a cop who just lost a partner drinks. And these four oh. guys just all started looking at each other, oh, and no. that made me bomb. Because I went, yeah. are you guys... It was the first joke. Are you and guys like, cops? you guys cops? And the guy goes, yeah. And oh. I was like... Is it funny? Though? And now you yeah. just know. And now it's funny. You just know. He goes. So you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'd be like, oh fuck. Yeah. I'd make a joke about it, dude. I got off stage and Bobby goes, "What the fuck happened, dude? <laughs> what are you sta- fucking nuts? Yeah, dude. I was standing. At, you know the doors, the kitchen you know, doors. Copland, dude. He's standing. There, he goes, "What the fuck happened?" Uh, yeah. I came in here the last five minutes. She's fucking bombing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. And Kelly Festuco was hosting. She's like, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Oh. Oh. I was still drinking. I went back and got hammered in that green room. Dan, I think, saw my last, like, front to back shitty. Oh, but that was upstairs in a late night room after we, that was like fucking 10 years ago. I remember that. But I'm saying that was the last time I was, I'm talking about like. A wire to wire dick eating. It's not the last time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like wire to wire dick. Like you just yeah. like from yeah. the Dude. gate it was a dick. Oh, the, the, the DJ. You went up like that. Yeah. Dude, the DJ. Went on with a bib. Fucked, <laughs> fucked me. The DJ aggressively fucked me over from the, oh, before I said a word. He had no reason to not like me. He just stared at me and wouldn't stop playing the music. And I was like, you can cut it, man. And then he just wouldn't. And I was like. And then when we finally cut it, I was like, are we in a thing, dude? It was, like, it was my yeah. first words on stage. I go, are we in a thing? Like, what the? That was yeah. fucking weird. And then I go, what's up, everybody? And then I just systematically talked to one woman and asked her sexual stuff. Her mother was in the back of the room who flipped out. Stepmother was Stepmother very flipped angry. out, and she was loud and aggressive. Meanwhile, and I'm looking at me, Richie Redding, the only other white person in the room, where I'm like, this could get a little, this could go sideways. <laughs> oh, because I was doing comedy long enough that I was being aggressive. Yes. Even though I was, it was a front-to-back shitty, I was like going very down. funny, by I was the trying way. to make Dan and the bartender yeah, He was making me laugh because he was going like, he goes, Miss, do you, have, do you shave your pussy or whatever? And the woman goes, uh-uh. His, her daddy's right here. He goes, well, I'll ask him. I do that still to this day when someone goes inappropriate because the other person, you know, it's like, it's inappropriate, man. Her mom's here. I go, that wasn't appropriate for me to ask her friend. Her mom's here. Mom, <laughs> yeah, what kind of pussy uh, yeah. does your daughter have? I just oh, remember you did that. I, was... I was at the bar and I was like, whoop. 
buddy. But they were fucking yeah, and they just they hated me. The crowd. I mean, it was like I mean booing and when they hate you out of the gate, man. Get off the stage, shit. Like you know, like now we've been all doing it. We're seasoned, like so now we could be up there and be like, all right, man, this is you can get a fire going if you work. Yeah, and you could like kind of almost lean into it, not going good. I remember this one dude was on. You'll win them back just with the acknowledgement. You just know now the yes, and not just going like I sure am, Bob. Just going like. Hey man, sometimes you. T- I said that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I started talking to the crowd so much was that a joke not going well, and then just turning it. You understand how much the power it takes back. Probably shouldn't say this on the radio even, just to turn it to them immediately. How much you take the power back when you go, "What's going wrong here, man? What do uh, you think the problem is?" And yeah. then, they, cause then they'll say something probably, and if they're dicks, now you can make them the enemy, and the crowd will come with you because yeah. that guy's a dick. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're being trying to be polite, like just going like, "What's going on, guys? Why is it?" Yeah, like I, w- I was at the cellar the other night, Village Underground, and it's going great. And I said one thing, and I just, I just, I was like, "Oh, this is fine." And I just called like I called them dummies. I go, "You people are fucking dummies," and like, and I just, and it felt like, "Oh, fine." Yeah. Like, well, normally, like back when you're younger, you're like, "Oh my god." Well, you I can tell dude, what happens when something bombs, and then you start speeding up oh, a yes. lot, dude. I bombed, sweating too. Sweating is a big one, dude. This, uh, this one, <sighs> this one comic is on stage. I don't want to mention names. He's on stage, right? And he's doing okay, and he says a joke that gets nothing. And then he, and I swear to God, he goes, "No, but I like you guys. What's going on back there?" And he just pointed to a dark corner. <laughs> That's like, right. like, like there was nothing. There was nothing going on what back you, there. What'd you say, sir? Do I have any kids? <laughs> I do have kids. I got two kids. I like you guys. Crazy. Is everybody eating? Dude, yeah, that's I, so great. Talking about when I went and did, when I went to Scotland for a month and did the Fringe Festival, I was like running my hour. I was going to run my hour, and I had ran it. I'd ran it at Montreal. I'd ran it on the road. Yeah. And it was like 56 Enough. minutes. I was like, I got this. It's 56 minutes. I bombed so hard the first night because oh. I wasn't used to European audiences. Yeah. Because they listen. They don't they like, listen. Yeah. They don't like laugh the way American audiences do. They just are like, oh, and what do you think about that? Like, Fuck the more you go So, dude. I have the recording. My hour was 56 to 58 minutes every night. I did 47 minutes. That's how hard I bombed. Where I was just going, and then I went up and then it's like became a Bone Thugs and Harmony album. Did you try making wacky eyes and maybe slide whistle yeah, humor? Went, because they love that over there. Overseas, they love you to slip down a banana peel or been like a... Well, I was at Fringe, so what I should have done is gone, and that's when we lost him. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile. Nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks. Prize picks, dude. I get to, I get to actually go on and have fun. 
It is self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even if you're an expert. If But if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now, America's number one fantasy sports app. Gamble on it. And Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats of. Yeah. Two to six players. It's great. Uh, more or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love, with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, Entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah, yeah so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N-F-I-R-E, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I learned one Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dude, the last time, because... 
like the last time I opened for Burke, because I haven't opened for Bill now in like oh, for like three something years. Yeah. And one of the last hurrahs we had, he's like, dude, we never did this. He's like, you come to Europe with me, we'll go to Germany, right? So we did like seven countries in 10 days and we're in Germany and, and both of us had the same feeling. You do a bit and you go into it or a story, especially a comic like you who goes into story, like, like a storyteller like you. And, and even if there's hits that are funny, they're watching it like, so in Germany, they watch the bit like a movie scene. So it's like a scene. And then when it's over, the whole place yeah. erupts, and you're going. And in your mind, you're going, dude. Should I go faster? They fucking hate this. Oh, the they fuck? hate this. And and you're hitting all the beats, and everything yeah. is good. And then all of a sudden, they're smiling, they're looking, they're nodding. It's not like in America where the whole way they're with they're you, fucking the whole laughing. There, they that's, want, yeah. That's that really exact- goes big to my theory of fuck Germany. Whoa, no, no, no. Whoa. As a Jew, okay, and a comedian, I'm listening to you. <laughs> Japanese uh, Japanese fans for wrestling, they're like that. They watch. They don't watch like a body slamming clap. <laughs> they watch like a whole thing, and then. And they're like, like they're like that was fucking awesome. Like three moves in a row, yeah. And they'll wait till the action's done, and then they're like, "Yo, we we like that." Maybe the gayest thing about wrestling is when there is like now they did it all. There's a lot of gay stuff about wrestling. No, I know there is, but they've done it always in wrestling. When I was younger, I kind of liked it, and now it's what it is. It's the clap thing they do, where it's people who are athletic. No, oh. a series of moves where it's like. You're clapping where it's like, look at the athleticism. You know what I mean? Like yeah. One guy twists another guy's arm. He yeah. flips over, does like a kip up and a spring and flips the other guy's arms over. Then he flips. Badass, and, like, and then jumps over him and over the rings and then under the legs. And then finally just one move just hits. And then the crowd just like... What athletics? It's guys faking a fight. Yeah, yeah, I love it. No, when they like twist a guy's arm, but then look at the crowd love while it. he's holding the guy. All of it. All the all yeah. the shit you guys think is gay. I love it. You know, Dan saw me get into a fight once, and I could hear him under his breath when I hit the guy, going one, two, three. I go, I go, Jay, break it up, break it up. You were trying to gouge his cheek, Jay, break it up. That's five. I have I have professional wrestling referee energy. Yeah, break it up, break it the fuck up. Yeah. You don't seem like a dude, Dan. You don't seem like a. You do seem like a guy that would try to tell your friend to chill instead of you being the guy fighting in a bar. Like, do, do, uh, do yeah, you, I, I, oh, I'm yeah. a peacemaker. I, I would rather it be fun and you know, let's let's not fucking get into it. But you're actually a big dude with like an intimidating voice. If you went up to somebody at a bar, you could fucking scare them, probably. Yeah, I live in massive anxiety of places like that where there is aggression that can break out in my mind. That I'm like, it's always going to break out. At me, yeah. or on, I just hate it. I yeah. hate that yeah. kind of shit. That's why I said movie theater. Me and Jacob talk about it a lot on this. I don't show. think movie dude, theaters. I would wait I hate. online for a night. I remember being that dick. <sighs> we would wait online for like Cheetah Club, oh, yeah. you know, and it would be like a line wrapped around. It's did like twenty five to get did in. You have a little sample size Dracar Noir. <laughs> oh, dude, I would. I was so psyched to go in there, and then you go in there, and it was just like, dude, 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 and like you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. It was fifteen minutes to get a drink. You thought you were cool. You're like looking at your friends, and it was the dumbest fucking yeah, it's and a waste. now it would be a full-fledged panic attack for me like you said i would be in a, i couldn't believe i did that yeah if you went in if do if we the three of us had to go get bottle service it just at a club you'd be like i don't like any of this uh, i just want to be in a place where i think someone you go hey are you in line for the bathroom and, and like everyone's response is like what yeah it's like that's how the energy of people in those I, kind of places like, i got uh, hit with that hard when i went to college because i grew up in colorado and we would go with like my friends older siblings would be at colorado state or they'd be at colorado where you go to yeah. like house parties where it's like a red solo cup and there's a guy at the door that's like five bucks man and you give the five bucks and he's like all right cakes yeah. downstairs college shit yeah yeah i went to arizona and everybody had club energy 
Everybody was like, what's your problem, bro? And I'm like, hey, you guys drinking in here? And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Oh, dude, I was a fucking animal in college. Like, that's I why, like, it. when, I, like, a lot of, like, my peers would be like, you know, oh, Paul, when they met me, I was, like, in my mid-20s, early 30s, and I had a wife and kid. Dude, from from 17 to 22, arrested, drinking. Oh, dude, I was wow. a fucking animal, and I got all that shit and, de- and the depression, like all the shit that comics are doing now. Yeah. I really had that. Like, dude, I would be, I would show up to a party and fucking, I, and I was like competitive with my drinking. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, what's the fucking keg stand record? Oh, dude, wow. I, I did 91 seconds, dude, almost died. I went into a fucking, I went into this thing and I fucking <laughs> took a funnel of vodka, I took a funnel of absolute vodka funnel oh, and they took a scoop of, they took a scoop of um, iced tea mix and put it in and dude, I would say shit. I'd be like, I'll fuck anything that moves. Dude, I was like, Jesus. you know, the fish better stop swimming. I'll fuck that. Like, dude, I was, people were like, dude, we're concerned for you. Yeah, I was, I was, uh. Did you have a lot of party like button down shirts? No, I was, it was like, no, it was like. Jerseys? It was, no, I was okay. never a Jersey guy. I feel like I. I'm not a Jersey guy. I'm like, I was like a hoodie, jeans, but the sneakers had to be on point. I nice. feel like 17 to 22 year old Paul's Verzi would be a very fun person to tailgate with at a Giants game. Like, I just didn't say no. Yeah. I wouldn't say no. So if you were like, dude, oh. we're gonna, you, I got this good weed, and then you're like, hey, dude, if like a, a little blow, like I'm talking, like, yeah. I'm talking like I don't want my kids gonna hear, like I'm gonna be 21 years old, be like, hey, the little blow, I'd be like, 21 yeah, years dude, old, like that makes coke cool. You're like, yeah, you're 21, <laughs> you blow, that's fine. It's, it's totally but I fun. always did drugs scared. Like I would have friends do lines, and I would be like, if my friends did lines at 21, I would be like, I would put like a little and do that and like start. I had friends that would just be like, let's line race and See, just fucking, and I was like, dude, I'm not dying here. I never had. I had a different energy about getting fucked up. When I was like starting at 15, I just liked to be fucked up. So I would just be like, you guys want to get high? You weren't a coke person at all. I don't like uppers. I want to get fucking- You've never done See, it? See, I'm the opposite. I, I mean, I've done like Adderall. I've, no, no, I've only done cocaine. I smoked coke that one time. Yeah. That was the That's only time- done I was, nothing. Yeah, it did nothing. But in my head, I was like, ooh! I felt like a little bit- and I was See, like, I didn't understand guys like you that could smoke. Like, I had friends that would smoke blunts all day and then go into class and take a test yeah, and be so fine it, yeah. and function, where if I smoked half a joint, I was literally that dude just sitting there paranoid, thinking people knew. I, I was like, it was different. For, I like the upper, for yeah, sure. I. Uh, starting at like people would always even now they're like you drive high and I was like I learned how to drive high I was 16 <laughs> and the whole point of getting a car was to like go and get high somewhere it's just like oh you could go drive and smoke a blunt and you just listen to music so it's my f- getting fucked up in college was always like when do- when your kind of energy would come in I'd be like whoa, 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 whoa can we go to a backyard and just drink like vodka and orange juice and just yeah. get fucking wasted like I just wanted to get fucked up can I tell you about yeah. people who don't give a shit yeah. At all uh, on drugs, I guess. But in San Diego this weekend when I was walking home Saturday night. Which in that area where American Comedy Company is, there's people getting fucked up. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, in yeah. San Diego? Yeah, yeah. yeah, club. Yeah, it's very club it's heavy It's fucking out there. chaotic but to get back there, to your but hotel here's there was, what there was in the street, right by the hotel, uh, at like, I guess it was like, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night or something, but all these people in the middle, so the streets are blocked off. The, the next avenue over is blocked off. That's where all the... The street fair was. Street fair and stuff yeah, yeah. was. What they had at nighttime was a bunch of people with glow sticks and and three DJs, but you couldn't hear them at all. Oh, they it did was silent, silent disco. disco. In the street. It's the false side. Wait, what is that? What is that? So, so we saw it for the first time in 2015 at Bonnaroo. At Bonnaroo, where it's a place where that makes sense. This is in the street of San Diego. People put on like... Guys a- dressed like, wearing like, you know, full body like tiger costume and just all this stuff. And they're just like with glow sticks. You can't hear. 
the music. It's in headphones. So they have like wireless all... headphones connected to a DJ. So you just it, see people bugging yeah, out. They look it's like basically all you're, hearing, all you're seeing, all you're seeing when people do silent disco is this, but then you're just hearing this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And then talking too loud. Yeah. I hate it, dude. They uh. would do this. At the Fringe Festival, they would do a silent disco tour where a whole group, you it was like a pack of zombies. You'd be walking through a park and you'd see like 12 of them with a thing on and they'd be like, look how stupid they yeah. look. Yeah, you're taking- And the DJ has their ear. Yeah, yeah. he's playing, like they're all listening to the same thing. <laughs> exactly. But you just- Dude, that would freak me out, dude. Just walking around people like that. No, but it was. I walked by and it's, people were like dressed by the way, I got, bouncing I, around the streets. Like, I want to dumb as shit. We were talking about shred videos before the air. I don't want to lose this thought and never say it, but you ever watch shred videos where they take music out of music videos or they like put in bad singers in music videos? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I so. It's... Why haven't they done that with wrestling entrances? Someone shred oh. WWE wrestling entrances that take the music out and then just having going like, yeah. Yeah. There might be a bad lip reading wrestling. Bad lip reading is one thing. I'm talking about sh- a shred video of a WWE entrance. Yeah, that, maybe. That, yeah, someone do that. Someone's good at dude, that. Dude, speaking shit. of shit shows, have either of you been in Austin lately? No. I just yes. went, dude, We're going to Moon Tower. Dude, I just went to Austin. I, I wish even, they would cancel Moon Tower. Dude, it is one of the fucking... <laughs> first of all, I did the Vulcan Gas Company. Yeah. Two doors down, there was a shooting. 13 got hit like an hour before, before I got to my hotel. Jesus. Dude, I saw a homeless guy give up. He literally, he gave up, then he started yelling all these racial slurs. He starts yelling, yeah, I can't fucking take, and then just goes, that's it, and tried to kill, I watched a man run into the street and throw himself in a truck, and the truck stopped, and he just was banging the hood, he going, come on, just fucking kill hey, me. Kill me, do it, dude, just, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> come on, what, what are you waiting, what are you waiting for? for? Dude, do and, it. And I'm like sitting there like with this, like after my show, like and, and it was, I was just like, I never need to come back here. The Vulcan was great, and the, that's the thing, in the room, Oh, and like, and, and when fans come out and the fans that know your podcast and know you, you walk outside and you're like, I'm going to my hotel. This is the grossest fucking place. Yeah, my I daughter, think... my daughter was gonna wanted to possibly move there, which I wasn't uh, think didn't think it was a bad idea. And then heard about how bad it was getting down there. She went with me when I was down there doing a gig at the creek, and uh, of her four day stay in Austin, the first night. She already was like, I, uh, we're not going to move here. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I don't dude, know. Was, how How are they going to pull off Moon Tower? What do you mean? Oh. Because that's like a festival where you walk around. You go see a show. It's going to suck, dude. Dude, people, fans were going, hey, Verzi, dude, when you're done the Vulcan, dude, get to two blocks on your way to the hotel is, is tricky. And I'm going like, what? And listen, I don't I don't want to shit on. I loved the, the venues. Yeah. And then I walk in the streets and I'm like, I don't know if this is. This is like. Like, they chased Joe List. Dangerous. Yeah. No, d- yeah. Didn't he get mugged? Yeah, tried to mug him. Yeah. It was like borderline, like a guy, you know, I saw a dude like just nodding out and his dog was sleeping next to him and like you just walk by and then I, I had, fu- you know, fucking, I had chains and shit yeah. so I put the chains in. Yeah. Like, I had guys, not- uh, I had guys. From New York. Like, but I didn't get threatened at all, but I've had guys <laughs> say like the, hey man, you got a little bit of money or anything on you and I go like, just like the no. And they go, you got like an ATM card or something? Like, can I walk with you to an ATM? And I'm like, no. What? <laughs> it's like, they're like, I'll wait here if you don't mind running to. I go, buddy. I'm not going like, but I'm like that. Even that level from one guy is like. And then I heard Sixth uh, Street is just. Dude, Carmen like, Lynch was like, Carmen Lynch was like, do you mind walking? You mind like? And we were a block from the hotel, and Carmen was like, do you mind just kind of walking? I me? Hear- and, and I was like, I was scared. I was like, you mind look walking this, me? <laughs> look this up, Christine. I think they are going to try to change something. I think it's being addressed in some degree, because I said what it was. 
and we, I looked into this, or or should they looked into? I heard Maybe. about it. The problem. It's not like new homeless laws they have. It's camping laws. Urban camp. You're allowed to camp anywhere of like uh, it's just like unowned property. Yeah, like a thing. So yeah, like why... they're walking with camping shit, like they're in the woods, yeah. but yeah. they're Seriously. on Sixth Street. Hey, 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 guys you got like this fucking... is across from this Seriously. Jimmy John's is a good place. <laughs> so to guys, set guys sharpening a fucking so under, stick yeah. <laughs> under that uh, under that overpass is where they're all like it's like a city, it's like a city of ten people, and they're yeah. a, a fucking aggressive man. Yeah, it's like a little city of Real homeless dangerous. people, and it's all and like what, you don't want to be any part of that, man. It's just like. How do you fix something like that? You just fucking change the change those rules. You start like you you make them give them a reason to leave. The problem is homeless from everywhere are coming there because they're, did they're not homeless, bothered. Did their homeless Joe Rogan tell them to move them there? Conquer your inner homeless bitch. <laughs> get Guys, out here. there's bats under it. We just got to get a bunch of bats out from under a bridge. Come fucking move here. But they, uh, Do you imagine moving somewhere? Cause how funny would it be if like Rogan was like, ah, you know, it's going to be Arizona. Everyone's dude, like, no, dude, I just... <laughs> no, what do you do? Well, you're changing like, no, I'm still going to keep my mansion <laughs> here. I'm just going to get in a mansion guys, there also. Guys, 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 Phoenix is the place to go. They go, it's 117 in July goes, there. Guys, he goes, now fuck me if this sounds crazy, but Altoona, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Guys, guys, I know I'm, I'm making the move. Guys, I know Who's I'm Who's coming with me? I know I'm zigging and zagging on you, Coeur Idaho. That's it. Final resting place. This one sticks. I guys, God, this Missoula, is Montana. Yeah. Let's just fucking guys, do it. No bullshit. This is the Last one completely. This is where I'm Chevy op- Chase, Maryland. Because this is where I'm opening the comedy club. <laughs> this spot. I got my divining rod. I found it. Dude, I'm reading a book about the Old West, about like settling the about the Donner Party or whatever. And it really is funny when you think about all those comics moving to Texas and it's just aggressive homeless people. Because the Donner Party basically got lied to. That's the whole Tim point of the Donner. It. They were like Tim they're... Dillon hates it. Yeah. He le- he's like he's like I think he's there still, but he's like back in L.A. a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. funny, you know. I, 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 I loved him. The tip too. Tim is so funny. He's like, ah, you know, I got a little impulsive. I jumped again. Yeah, <laughs> I called. He called me and he goes, "Well, it's not what it was supposed to be." And, uh, yeah, I don't, dude. But it's like you you read about the Donner Party and they were told like, "Don't go to the Oregon Trail. That's the long way. There's this way through fucking Utah and the Sierra Nevadas." And everyone's like. Okay, and then everyone died. It was just cannibalism, and they're like, "Oh yeah. fuck, you can't go that." Way. And the people with money in Austin don't live in Austin. They, no, that's what li- people don't understand. They, they live, live by like, like Travis. They live, yeah, like, like Sandra Bullock lives out there. Like yeah. it's it's like 20, think, 30 minutes away, and then you drive yeah. in. People aren't do you think, stand up. Do you think McConaughey has a place on Fifth Street? <laughs> yeah. He's got a fucking compound. Dude, with, if McConaughey walked on Sixth Street, he'd have armed guards like, like they're hey, fucking what's, what's airport going, guards. What's going on? Yeah, he'd like be walking Gary around Clark. like Joel Osteen. Clark doesn't live in all. He lives like outside. Yeah, Joel Osteen. The way he was guarded. That's Matthew McConaughey when he goes in. He's like, "Hey guys, check my six. I really wish they would cancel. Oh no! Oh no! I was hoping. Oh no! Oh no! This is humanity. I was hoping not cancel. I was hoping they would move it. I was hoping they would move Moon Tower. Like, Dude, do we get security forces for Moon Tower? <laughs> I'm not worried. They <laughs> go. This is Aldo. To he me, did was... four tours of Iraq. He's going to be your point man on the festival. He's like, you ready to get into the suck? <laughs> he puts a fucking cigar in. Suck. He goes, all right. You need some Jimmy Johns. They drop you guys in with a chopper. Yeah. Just playing credence as they fucking come down. Go down. Go All right. You're. Shows at State Theater, you're gonna drop, roll, roll, roll. You gotta get the hands to go. Get, yeah. get the roof latch, soda's coming she in. Goes, Come on down to Green River. He goes, <laughs> he goes, How's Austin? I go, Well, my buddy Cleveland showed me to the venue, and then I watched <laughs> Detroit take a hot one, took a, a, a jumping Betty. 
Dude, this is playing down. He goes, gentlemen, uh, right, welcome to Moon Tower. <laughs> there are three rules here. Number one, walk to your hotel immediately. <laughs> number two, no crowd work around here. Respect the light. Yeah, number three. We got Soder Big J coming off. Open that roof hatch well, now. Right, you guys ready to drop? You see that thing go green? You roll. <laughs> Dude, Moon Tower's just a war zone. <laughs> I, I really, I was hoping they were going to move or something. It's, it's, oh, are, are they doing, are they going to do the uh, homeless camping ban? Yeah, this came out like seven days ago. So how would it affect Austin? Let's see. Dude, that's so funny. Because you know law. homeless people have a certain, they retain a certain amount of law. So there's several homeless people who are like, sorry, brother, statute 17.4 says I can camp wherever I feel like it. <laughs> like, nah, it's done. Educated homeless. Just all these marshals. Oh, dude, fucking Austin Rambo. Yeah. He's like, back from war. He goes, that wasn't a war. It's just homeless people under an overpass. <laughs> yes. I guess there ain't, just, there ain't no room for an old soldier. Or just an town. old Texas sheriff being like, well, turns out new rule is camping season's over. You guys get back, you're looked at it like veterans that oh, survived dude. it. I got an arm in a fold. <laughs> dude, tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm just down it, at the Y. Am I wrong, Christine, that, that Austin uh, Moon Towers masks during shows? The I believe so. I did that in Madison on Comedy on State. You're and telling your grandkids, they're like, Grandpa, me, what was comedy like? Did, go, you, did you yeah. go to Austin? Yeah, I did. <laughs> He's like, Grandpa doesn't like to talk about it. No, it's all right. It's okay. The kids want to hear stories. Pop up. Pop up. What was Moon Tower like? You don't talk about things like that. (laughs) Pop up. Pop up. Did you guys do a lot? Here's money everywhere. He goes, here's my necklace of alternative comedy ears. That's Dimitri Martin right there. That's Emo Phillips. Chris Gethard. (laughs) Yeah. I tell you what, I watched a man get torn apart like a chicken in in a swamp. (laughs) Pop up! <laughs> we ran to our yeah. hotel after our final set. Pop up! Who got you out of it? I went. <laughs> no shit. Joe Rogan showed up with an AR-15 and laid down about twenty of them cocksuckers. We lost a lot of good men at the Battle of Franklin's Barbecue. <laughs> Battle of Franklin's. He goes, yeah, I remember. He goes, I remember the skirmish in South Congress. I remember. Exactly yeah, but you know right what's crazy is five years ago it wasn't this. Five years ago it was South by Southwest. I was there. And it was just so much, you know, you were walking, it felt great. Dude, Moon Tower was, Moon Tower was Moon always, the always the best because it, it didn't clog the whole city and it was nice to walk. It, it was, was comedy only, no yeah. industry, and you could just walk around Austin and like see friends that you'd never see. And, and then, then you go, go do see shows. shows. Get high during the day and go play fucking ping pong. You get post-traumatic stress now, like you yeah. have you flashback. Oh, dude, I hear it where they go. <laughs> it sucks there, dude. It really does. It sucks. Yeah. Like, you said you said you're even like, I don't even have to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lanyard. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm I got to We have to let Paul go. I think. Uh, it sucks, Son of man. a bitch. No, this is so fun, man. Yeah, I got. I'm actually going to the stand. Hey, got to run right. the hour. Hey, and, uh, I'll see you there later, yeah, dude. I'm on the later show, so I'll just see you. Always a pleasure with you guys, dude, man. Yeah, yeah thank Versi, you guys so much, dude. Go check them out, West Levity, Nyack. West Nyack Levity Live. Go get your tickets. Right this moment. The Saturday show is the taping. The the Saturday show is the two tapings for the special. September 16th through Saturday, September 18th. The 18th is a special taping for tickets and other tour dates. Visit paulverzi.com. That's V-I-R-Z-I.com. We love you, Paul. You guys are the best, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, dude. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM.
Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.